0: You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels.
1: All right, welcome to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue. As I mentioned back in early July, one of my goals with the podcast this upcoming year was just to feature more Purdue people, uh, alums, and students alike, just kind of hearing about their stories, their experiences on campus, and for those who have graduated, just kind of following their careers. Uh, since they've graduated from uh, from Purdue. It uh, started back a few weeks ago when I had the opportunity to uh, interview Kevin Sullivan, a strategic communications expert. I really love that interview. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it, please go check it out. Just uh, following him about his time at Purdue, is spending a lot of time in the athletics department, and then uh, following his career from the Mavericks to NBC to the White House, and then now running his own uh, communications company. So look forward to keep doing that. Uh, and that's going to continue with this episode here. Again, like I've said before, uh, we'll feature some people you've heard of, maybe some you haven't. Uh, my guess is that a lot of you have heard of my guests for this episode, especially the listeners up in the West Lafayette area. And without further ado, it is my pleasure to bring in 2017 Purdue graduate and my good friend, Trevor Peters. Trevor, welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing, man?
0: Doing great. I'm, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I know of. A- Uh, had a couple appearances and I was, uh, I was there when you launched the whole thing. I love the podcast and love what you're doing
1: with it. Thank you so much. I appreciate the support you've uh, given me since I've started this thing. Had you back on, uh, had you on back in uh, September when we talked about the uh, hammer down cancer game and had uh, our good friends, Tony and Kelly Trent on the podcast kind of talking about that, that big weekend and the gate dedication, everything that goes with that. we got a lot to hit on in this podcast and uh, you know, as I was, prepping for this thinking about just all the many connections you and I have Trevor and we'll we'll, we'll touch on all of those and of course Tyler being the hugest of them all we'll get into that here in a little bit um well let's just start off kind of talking about how you got to Purdue um uh, from the Indy Area Fishers kind of talk about uh, the decision to go to Purdue and why
0: yeah well uh my Purdue story is like so many others that I've uh, I've talked to because it really runs in the family you know I I'm a third generation Boilermaker uh, my grandfather, my father, uh, both went to Purdue and I knew that it was a school for me. And so I chose, I applied to one college and one college only. I would not suggest, uh, current <laughs> I do that, but I did it. Uh, I applied to Purdue cause I only wanted to go to Purdue. Um, all my chips were in and I got in and I, it was the, it was one of the greatest days of my life. And I, uh, made the trip to West Lafayette. I, um, had Always been interested in television and news. I'm, I'm a news junkie, uh, whether it be national, local. I love it all. And so, um, I, from an early early age, uh, was in, was interested in going into the communications field. And when I found out Purdue had an incredible uh, communication school, liberal arts program, uh, it's not just for engineers. And I and I uh, found that out pretty quickly, and uh, got accepted into the Brian Lamb School of Communication and. Uh, my career really took off, and I, I'm blessed to have had the folks, the professors, the supports, the the extracurriculars that I did. Um, but I got accepted into uh, the Lamb School and then also was a uh, member of the Purdue Varsity Glee Club. So uh, it was a incredible, uh, incredible four years, and I, of course, uh, owe it just uh, owe a lot to so many people, but yeah, Purdue is, uh, I always, there's three things that are important to me, faith, family, and, and Purdue. So, uh, that's my, that's my, uh, it's part of my life and it always will be.
1: Yeah. Preach man. That's awesome. Love it. Talk about, you know, just your experience with uh lamb school up there and just, uh, you know, some of the courses or whatever kind of prepared you for your, your career in TV news.
0: Yeah. Well, again, uh, everyone always touts the incredible STEM uh, programs that Purdue has and, and it, and it really is. But, um, we really do have a fantastic liberal arts program. Whether you're interested in in the Brian Lamb School or uh, whether it be filming video studies or anything creative, you know, I uh, I love being able to uh, storytell and I was able to do that at Purdue. So I um, joined the uh, Fast Track student news team, uh, I had incredible professors that helped guide me as a, a young reporter going out and and doing stories about Purdue. I mean, uh, I, the exponent is fantastic. um, And they're, they're incredible students. They're incredible journalists. Um, And so I would, I remember reading the exponent as a freshman being like, man, I got to get plugged in somehow. And I, and I found out Purdue uh, has a student news organization and it it runs through all the residence halls and it runs in the community Comcast channel five in Lafayette. So the, work that i was doing was airing it was airing on tv it was airing in the community um but while i was involved in fast track i i got to meet brian lamb several times i mean to have the communication school named after him is just such a such a blessing and it it really is cool to to have his backing and c-span's backing uh i have several friends that got internships several purdue people got internships at c-span they're interested in, in uh political news they're interested in Uh, They were a a dual major in poli sci as well as communications. And they went, went out to DC and and he got them internships. I mean, uh, the Purdue network goes far and wide and to have um, his name on the school was awesome, but I got to go out to DC several times and meet him. I interviewed him as well. Uh, Can't say enough great things about the Lamb school, about the advisors, about the professors. I mean, really, really uh, set me up for success uh, after I graduated.
1: That's awesome. I was going to say, obviously it's, been a huge impact and uh, helped make you have a, a, a young successful career so far. we'll get into that in the TV business. Talk about some of the other events you mentioned uh, uh, organizations you mentioned Glee club that you were involved in while in yeah well, you know what
0: I, I always said um, that you're not going to remember your seven thirty a m chemistry lab or 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 the massive uh, lecture hall full of students, but what you are going to remember are those moments that you made at Purdue whether it be sitting uh, in your dorm room with your with your roommate to, at the wee hours of the morning or uh, going to your first Purdue football game, or well, for me, it was uh, traveling the country as a member of the Purdue Varsity Glee Club. Um, so I wanted to make my Purdue education sparkle a little bit. And so um, the Glee Club was uh, fantastic. It was a... Uh, I was able to learn so much more than just performing. I, I, I mean, I uh, had leadership opportunities. I, I interacted with people I should not have interacted with. I sat at tables eating dinner with with people I should not have been doing that with as a freshman in Purdue. Um, but I really got plugged in and, and um, I really felt the Purdue pride as a member of the Glee Club, the Purdue Christmas show. If you haven't had the chance to check it out, it's one, uh, it is the greatest Christmas show in this country. I truly believe that. Um, hours and hours spent by all the PMO students uh, to put on this fantastic uh, world-class show every single year. But I mean, we traveled between 50 and 60 times a year. So on the weekends, we'd be doing our homework on the bus, um, traveling at all around the state, uh, and then it was all capped off my senior year by being able to go to Poland and Latvia and Lithuania and, and touring the Baltic States with the Glee Club. Um, my senior year, I was able to serve as manager. Um, and that was an incredible blessing to lead a group of 60 guys. And uh, I wasn't ever in a fraternity, but they were my own fraternity. And, and my entire wedding party was all Glee Clubbers. My, half the people that were just at my wedding were PMO people. Uh, my wife is a pretty wet. So, um you just it it was it was amazing any person you talk to that was in pmo or the glee club will have the same reaction so if you're interested in performing uh you know what i'm not a solo singer at all um i'm an ensemble singer i i i I mean i can carry a tune kind of but you put us with 60 uh 60 other guys that also are okay singers you know we sound pretty darn good and uh the glee club and the Purduets and the university choir and the bells are world-class, um, really, really incredible people. Um, so then I also as a, while I was in PMO was, or while I was at Purdue was, uh, I was in mortarboard senior honorary. So was chosen for that my senior year. Uh, and then I kind of somehow I, I got crowned homecoming king in there and, uh, that was kind of cool. But, um, and then I, uh, got to be the, um, Uh, in-game host for Purdue football and that's been uh, really really cool that's something I continue to be able to do after graduation um, serving as uh, what I running the media timeouts uh, or running entertainment during media timeouts for Purdue football and I always wanted to be a sports reporter um, but I realized that you know a lot of people want to be sports reporters so probably should should look at something else Uh, and I went into news eventually but I have a sports background and I have a heart for sports and especially Purdue football. And so being able to still do that is, is a really cool blessing.
1: That's awesome. And jumping back to the PMO thing, you know, obviously that has, you know, allowed you some lifelong friendships that I'm sure you will carry on throughout your life. Uh, And of course, one of our other connections is uh, I I should say too, I also featured the PMO Christmas show uh, back uh, uh, late November, early December or whatever. Past year. Yeah, so fantastic, fantastic show up there on campus. Everyone should go check that out at some point in their life. Um, but one of our other connections is your uh, former PMO buddy and, or Glee Club buddy and former roommate, and now one of my colleagues, Rob Mantock. Uh, Rob's yeah. a, a great guy. I love Rob. Best um, man at my wedding. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, uh, another one of our connections. Uh, connections. Rob used to work nightside here with me, but he's moved on to uh, the early show. So, missing him around the newsroom, but yes, yeah, so <laughs> great, great guy. Uh, let's talk about, you mentioned, uh, let's t- jump into that. Let's mention the, uh, uh, the uh, Purdue sideline reporting that you get to do at home football games. Talk about how you got uh, asked or involved or got to do that. Yeah, well, my
0: junior year, I believe it
1: was, I, um,
0: I just got in touch with athletics because I was interested in hosting uh, a little bit. And how it kind of works is you start off um, doing uh, like softball games, baseball, games, women's basketball games, um, and you work your way up. So I did that my junior year. And then eventually my senior year, I took over for football and men's basketball. And um, after I graduated, I stayed in the community at WLFI, the TV station in Lafayette. And uh, when Purdue Athletics found out I was staying, they said, they asked, I'd be interested in coming back to do continue to do football. So I started with football. Um, and it is it is really cool. It's an all day commitment. You know, it's cool to see the workings of a football game from behind the scenes, because I mean, you just show up, sit in the stands, watch the game and go home. I mean, these people, this is, it's their job. The The folks from uh, the hall of music are the ones that run this, that run the jumbotron and run the, the cameras are, the, they're, they're operating the cameras there. There's grips that have to carry all the cords. I mean, it is, it really is a, an incredible production. And uh, to be able to see that is really, really cool. And uh, to meet the fans, I mean, that's the best part is the students. I mean, there's some really, really, really creative students at Purdue. And the costumes that they come up with and the signs that they make and the chance that they have, I mean, they love Purdue. And they love uh, going to these games. And, and to be a small part of that and be able to uh, have some fun with them during media timeouts uh, is pretty cool, pretty special. Yeah.
1: and. Lord willing, if we actually have a football season this fall, are you going to continue to do that this year?
0: I am. Yep. I'm coming back, uh, which is pretty neat. I, I'm in Cincinnati now, but I mean, I'm, I was going to come back for proof football games anyway. So if I can be on the sidelines watching uh, and
1: still uh, having some fun with some fans, that's uh, totally going to be there. That's awesome. And again, one of our other connections, uh, we both started our careers at WLFI up there in Lafayette. Talk about your, your time there.
0: Yeah, well, um, you know, I, I would encourage anyone who's listening that is a current Purdue student to get out and explore greater Lafayette. There is so much that community has to offer outside of just uh, Purdue's campus. Um, and so when I uh, started applying for jobs toward the end of my senior year, I knew that I wanted to be in a community that I cared about, that I had an investment in. I guess. And in TV, you can't really jump uh, from college to Indianapolis or to Chicago or to a big market. You've got to start small. And so you'll see people go to the middle of Montana, go to Alaska. They'll go to just very, very small TV markets to get their start. Lafayette is very unique in the fact that they are their own TV market. So um it's market 187 out of 210. So almost as small as you can get. Uh and so I wanted to start in a in a place that I had a connection. And so I thought, what better than, than Lafayette? So I applied to a couple to the job there. I had had an offer there and also had an offer in Evansville, Indiana. And you know, Evansville was a bigger market, but uh you know, I truly had a heart for Tippecanoe County and I, I know I knew where things were. I lived there for the past four years. And I said, you know what, I'm going to stay here and uh, continue to uh, grow my professional career. So it was the greatest decision I'd ever made. I, I miss Lafayette so much now. Mm -hmm. I really do. It, it, the people there are just uh, there's they're, they're warm hearted. They're kind uh, and they they love Purdue. They they that is a it's a college town. It is everything. It's built around that university. I mean, the largest employer in the county is there. But there's so much more that happens outside of campus. Uh, and so, go into cross the Wabash. Go into Lafayette. Go eat at the restaurants in downtown Lafayette. Go visit the bars. Go see the museums. Go to the parks, the trails. I mean. Uh if you don't ever leave your little bubble in West Lafayette,
1: you truly are missing out. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, my parents, we lived there when I was very, very, very young, like two years old. And I know they always talk about how much they loved it there in Lafayette. We weren't there very long before moving up to northwestern Indiana. But uh, yeah, it's a great, a great town, a great town to work in, a to kind to, of to live in. So yeah, we both had that opportunity to cover news there for a little while. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned you're in Cincinnati. Now we'll get into that in a little bit. WFI and your time at Purdue um, also has just allowed you to cover some great stories and of course probably one of the most important ones or biggest ones you covered and then I covered you know down here is another one that really really brought you and I together Trevor and that was obviously covering uh, Tyler Trent uh, especially fall of 2018 but I know you connected with him you know well before that as well uh, before the whole world really knew him. Uh, Talk about uh, just getting to meet Tyler and just all of that just getting to cover him and follow his story.
0: Yeah well September of 2017 um, I remember meeting Tyler for the first time it was the first home football game it was a hot Saturday morning and he was painted up in black and gold and he had on his overalls you see the pictures of him man and um, I, I looked any 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 He knew who I was. And I'm like, ah, that's cool. I don't know who you are, but it's interesting you know my name. And so he said, hey, Trevor, he's in the front row. And I kind of – I said, hey, buddy. No idea who he was. Kind of brushed him off. Next game, same thing. Asked him his name. Got to know him a little bit. But eventually I'm like, this kid has a story. And and if you're a journalist, uh, you have that mindset where uh, it's like you notice the things that you notice – you don't know what it is, but you know that there's something behind a person that you meet or you just have that feeling. And I knew I had that feeling with Tyler. And so, um, I started talking to him and I learned more about his story. And then it was the Michigan game that he, uh, homecoming that he camped out for. And, uh, of course that's when the world met Tyler for the first time. Um, and his story got out there and, uh, camping overnight, just a couple hours after having chemo and, um, So I I continued to get to know Tyler throughout that first initial season. And then um, when Purdue went to the Foster Farms Bowl in in 2017, uh, I – he he had a uh, a GoFundMe account to he was like, get Tyler and I think the friend was named Jake. Get Tyler and Jake to California. And of course everyone gave him a bunch of money. And so I, I went out did went down to Carmel and did a story with him on that. And I my my path just kept running into Tyler. Not that I wanted to get rid of him, but even if I wanted to, I couldn't get rid of him. He was just everywhere. And he uh I I was friends with Tyler when he had like ninety-five followers on Twitter. <laughs> Um, and, uh, then I got to know his family and I got to know their faith and their story and their, their resilience and what they had been through. Um, and they're just incredible people, the most incredible people you'll ever meet. And, um, getting to see Tyler's, uh, successes and his, his strength and all of that was really cool and getting to document it as a member of the media was even better um and then seeing the pain that he went through in those last couple of months but how much he prevailed through it and how um how not I want to say nonchalant but how just relaxed he was when I knew he was struggling in pain and I asked him a few times about it and then I read it in his book about in those final few months just how much pain he was in and um, how much pain he went through when he had the opportunity to donate those cells. Um, but you never saw that in him. You never saw the pain. You always saw uh, how much he loved, how much he loved his Boilermakers and how much he loved his God. And, and, and it was resilient and it was so cool to see. And then, so when he did pass on and, and I, the memory that I have of Tyler um, was at his uh, at his memorial service down in Indianapolis and seeing <clears throat> all those people walk in and then seeing the entire Purdue football team walk in uh, on the buses coming down from West Lafayette. I mean, those, that's the, the, the lasting legacy that I have of Tyler is just how many people he touched and uh, the guys from ESPN that came to his funeral. I mean, I mean, just how in the world does this kid make that kind of impact? Well, I mean, I, it, t- it takes a lot, but I think Purdue had a little bit to do with it. Um, he, he loved everybody. He loved being on campus. He loved Purdue. He loved his Boilermakers and he loved everyone he came into contact with. Um, and it was an honor to tell his story. And then even after uh, months afterwards, I remember getting the press release from IU health about that. His cells were <clears throat> starting to be used in, uh, clinical trials and going down to Indy to cover that story and more—it just was really, really cool and special.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I agree with you on everything you said. Just, just the, the graciousness he had for everything too. I mean, he was you know among these struggles and the pain he's going through, getting to experience some really cool things. You know, you know, uh, co-hosting a, um, a, calling a pacer game and all the stuff with Purdue and traveling and, uh, and the bowl games and stuff like that. Yeah. He just kept showing how gracious he was and grateful for all these opportunities and, you know, never took any of it for granted. And again, use that platform to promote Purdue. And like you said, promote his faith and yeah, it's so, so cool to, to see. And like you said, Tony and Kelly are, are, are great people and his whole family, Blake and uh, Ethan as well, just, and how, like you said, been so resilient through all of it, but just, um, and like I mentioned in the last podcast, that's how you and I, you know, we, we had traded emails, trading content, you know, for, yeah. for CBS here. Uh, but, uh, you know, connecting on Tyler's story, that's what really uh, united us and brought us ultimately together and uh, starting our friendship, Trevor. So he's got a way of uh, doing yeah. that. So it's really cool. Yeah.
0: And people forget Tyler was a journalist himself. He wrote for the crew exponent ex-pon- for several months uh, before he got sick. And I remember reading his stories. he, he was a good sports reporter, and uh, he was a sports junkie through and
1: through, and a Purdue guy through and through. Very, yeah, very much so. He's an excellent writer. Even in those last few months, we got to write for the Star, and just again on gratefulness and just um, you know enjoying life. I, yes, an amazing writer as well. So, yeah, oh, love talking about Tyler. Uh, we could probably go on for hours sharing stories and just our experience and and just uh, what he's meant to us, and obviously the Purdue community and the faith community as well. Uh, as we mentioned, that was while well, you were at LFI, and you've, you you uh, mentioned a little bit uh, you are now at in Cincinnati at WXIX, a Fox affiliate. So you've gone from CBS to Fox. The station I work at is a Fox and CBS affiliate. Yeah. So you've combined the two. Uh, so let's just get you over here to Indy here in the new future. We can <laughs> be my co-host here on the uh, Full Steam Podcast. Go. Where I'm from. <laughs> And yes, yeah, you've you mentioned to me before um, in conversations that you know, you grew up here in the area watching Fox 59. So, I mean, yes, it would be awesome to have you uh, be a colleague here in the future sometime, Trevor.
0: No, I've, uh, I – yeah, I grew – I did. I grew up watching Fox 59 every morning. Uh, I, I would watch uh, Angela and Ray, and uh, I'd watch Jim uh, as well. And, uh, yeah, now it's cool to – we up up in LFI we were able to trade content now still in Cincinnati it's cool to see some Indianapolis stories here and gosh it's only about an hour and a half away down I-74 to get here so uh, yeah I grew up I grew up a Reds fan I'm a huge baseball fan so I really only care about uh, Purdue and the Reds uh, but I mean I, of course I care about more but uh, when I had the opportunity um, when my contract was coming up at WLFI I I wanted to stay in that community so bad I just loved it there but um, career-wise I needed to make the next step and this was uh, just about as good as it can get and I uh, knew i had been coming here since I was a kid to Reds games and um, I got presented the opportunity here and I, uh, I took it right away because it was the position was incredible and I just felt a really great sense of community at this this tv station the people here are amazing uh this town if you haven't ever been to cincinnati is awesome it is a it's young it's vibrant there's not right now because the virus but there's always <laughs> festivals and there's, there's just things to do exactly. here um, and you have the uh ohio side and the northern kentucky side and it's um there's just a lot going on good sports good food Good culture, good people. Um, so it's a good place to come for a weekend uh, in Indy. Not far away at all. I'll come for a Reds game. They're they're supposed to play the Cubs tonight, but they got <laughs> rained out a couple minutes ago. Um, but yeah, it seems like every time I go to a Reds Cubs game, it's always full of Cubs people because apparently they like watching games better in Great American than Wrigley. Don't blame them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's just it's a great town. Yeah, I really love it.
1: That's awesome. And talk about uh, tell. Our listeners, what you're doing, what's your role there at WXIX?
0: Yeah, so I'm a alert desk anchor slash reporter. So um, I come in and I, from 4 to 7, that's our evening newscast, and every 30 minutes I have a different hit um, on essentially what's breaking. So it could be local, national, international. So for example, if Notre Dame Cathedral's on fire, um, every 30 minutes I would cut in and uh, up, update whatever that may be. Today uh, there is News from Ohio Governor Mike DeWine. Um, so that was that took a lot of my hits. Uh, all the I'm in charge of listening to all the governors every day. So keeping track of Kentucky's Andy Bashir, Mike DeWine, and Eric Holcomb because it's the tri-state. It's uh, it can be a lot to figure out when yeah. who's reopening, when who's going back to fifty percent capacity, blah blah. But. Um, that's my job I get to listen to all the governors but uh, also fill in with any breaking news that that may come about it it's nice because uh, it kind of alleviates the burden off the producers if something's breaking in the middle of the show uh, for me to fill in and and, and produce that myself it is all run by me so I uh, edit write all my own stuff and and it's and it happens quick so every 30 minutes it's something new so I gotta I, I gotta make sure I'm quick and accurate uh, to get it on the air and then I also am a reporter so um, my shift is 11 to seven beautiful shift 11 (laughs) 7 p.m monday through friday so i I, i've i've gotten up earlier but heck i i don't need to wake up till i can wake up at 10 o'clock and roll into work and it used to wake up at 2 a.m and roll into work. Yeah, i was mornings at lfi but um (laughs) now it's uh it's a little more relaxing but the first half of my day i am a reporter so i'll go out and uh get a quick uh, story and then put it together and then starting at four
1: o'clock i really nose to the wall nonstop uh going for the alert desk awesome well the tv station isn't the only recent change in your life uh recently mary you've joined the uh the the married the newlyweds club here and just got yes. back to the we'll talk about that
0: yeah it's, i'm playing with my ring underneath here weird it's weird, <laughs> it's weird. Have a ring on all the time no we um so i, I mentioned it earlier natalie and i met in the purdouettes and the glee club uh she was the manager of the perduettes. i was the manager of the glee club we both graduated in 2017 and Uh, I proposed in 2018 in December of 2018 and we just got married uh, two weeks ago and just got back from our honeymoon so we had a pandemic wedding so of course it was altered and things like that But we still were able to have uh, all the folks that were (laughs) that are important to us were all there and it was great but we went to Antigua for our honeymoon and uh, just got back. So we owe Purdue a lot. I'm actually sitting in our Purdue room. I'd give you a tour, but, uh, (laughs) so one of our entire, we have two bedrooms and one of our, one of our bedrooms is all Purdue. So, um, yeah, it's, we are Boilermakers. Now she is, uh, she goes to IU to get her PhD though. So, um, but she, she, she hates IU. Uh, to say that but she 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 still she still loves Purdue uh, but she's getting her PhD in school psychology couldn't be more proud of her and um, she's actually starting next on Monday she'll start commuting to Indianapolis um, she's doing her um, placement at Riley Hospital for children so um, we are <clears throat> she'll be commuting uh, a couple days a week and we're really excited to uh, for her to continue on and, and to in that part of her schooling and stop. She's done in Bloomington, which is nice, but I did, I did like going to Bloomington. You know, they have, they have really good restaurants. It's it's pretty down there, but uh, they just have a not so great school.
1: Yeah, I'll <laughs> give them that. My brother went to IU and it, it's, it's very beautiful down there, especially in the fall with the, the changing leaves down there. It's really nice. It it is. Is. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Obviously. And you mentioned to the, uh it was a pandemic wedding. Talk about just, yeah. I mean, obviously with that and then, our jobs are different now because of, of coronavirus talk about just those challenges. That yeah.
0: Everything's different. I mean, I, we originally were scheduled for June 6th uh, and then back in May back in April, we pushed that back to uh, July 11th thinking, Oh, five weeks later for sure it'll be people will be more comfortable. And <laughs> of course it wasn't. So we had people that weren't able to come that typically would have and they had to distance people a little bit, but we still were able to have a, a, good wedding and yeah our jobs like uh, I've been so I went on my honeymoon my my work was very very gracious to uh let me uh so I went on my honeymoon then but the company policy is for us to have to quarantine if we go out of the country for uh two weeks so I just finished up the quarantine period um and was poor I've been working from home a lot of I would say I I've been there since May and I haven't met half my co-workers uh, just because they're all they're all working from home and I think that'll be the most interesting thing to see once all this is over is how many companies just get rid of their physical office space because they realize, Hey, they can do the job from home. Just as fine. Why pay electric bills? Why pay for rental renting a space? Um, but, uh, so that's different. I mean, it is in trying to figure out in the news world is called leading a newscast. So what do you lead a newscast with? I mean, clearly this, pandemic is not going away, it's it's tragic, but do you lead with new numbers or do you lead with something that typically would always, like a, I mean, a murder or a crash? Of course that, you would think that would lead, but right now all people care about is the coronavirus. Okay. and uh, Cause it impacts every single person on this, uh, in your city, in this country and in the, the whole world. Uh, there's not a lot of things that we can all say we have in common, but unfortunately this is it um So, yeah, it's it's a crazy world, and it's a I don't think the, the news, especially local news, particularly,
1: will ever see anything like it again. I hope not. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's been definitely some some challenging times, and yeah, yeah our newsroom is different. And like you said, it it'll be interesting if and when we ever come out of this and we ever go back to normal. You, you walk into work and be like, who who are all these people? This newsroom right. is just filled filled up. Huh? Right. Yeah. So cool. Hey, as we're kind of wrapping up here, Trevor. Um, going back to just Purdue, you know, obviously you and I both have uh speak very highly of just of our time at Purdue and I meant went wanted to mention this too. I met my wife at Purdue as well. So it's a great place to go go up and meet a spouse. It is. Um as we're kind of wrapping up here. Talk about, you know, your go-to spot on campus. If someone's listening to this who's, you know, a current student or a prospective student, you know, and they're where do I go or where's a, a place I gotta go grab a bite to eat or hang out? Where would you recommend? I'm always curious to hear the answer.
0: I got a couple places. If you're over 21, go to Harry's chocolate shop. Uh, That's my go-to place. But I, no, I, when I got to campus, I loved um, the the Elliott hall music uh, is just so darn special. And when you walk in that place, you just feel the history of it. And you, if you're there for an orientation, uh, if you're there for whatever, even, I mean, you will, it's the first building you'll probably walk into, and the last building you'll walk out of because you graduate from there. Um, but I got to perform there uh, many times uh, a year, and it's so cool. It's the large, the third largest proscenium stage in the country. Uh, just a couple, it's larger than the Elliot or than the um, Radio City Music Hall. Uh, I mean, it is uh, just a magnificent space to perform and to see a performance. And the shows that come through there are. Are awesome. I mean, country stars, uh, musicals, Broadway shows. I mean, that typically couldn't come to a town like Lafayette, Indiana, can because of the Hall of Music. Um, so, and they're good. They're good prices. Student uh, convos, PMO bands, everybody, all the organizations on campus that support the arts really do a great job of using that space. So, uh, the Hall of Music is just a you cannot beat it. Um, there's a couple other places that I uh, I've grown fond of. I always love the block P I love um, <clears throat> reading what it's about. I love the message behind it. Um, I, I spent a lot of time in Bailey hall. It's a new building. It's where PMO is. Spent um, spent a lot of time there. Uh, the Jedi room up in Beering, go up there, see if you can get in nine times out of 10, it's unlocked. <laughs> uh, go, kind of, you can look out and you can see that. I always remember looking out and seeing all the water towers just for miles. Cause you can see in the, the South side of Tippecanoe County and you just, I just remember looking at all the water towers and, and all the church steeples too from downtown. Yeah. Mafia. You can, you can see it all. It's, it's, it's pretty darn cool. Um, and yeah, I just, uh, I really, really, the, the campus is special anywhere you go is special. Um, there's a story behind everything. It's all historic. Uh,
1: so yeah, those are probably probably my go-to places. Awesome. Love it, Trevor. Hey, thank you so much for your time. Uh, it's always great catching up with you. You've been a been a great friend, and hopefully uh, in the future, a future colleague. And you know, like I said, uh, you know, you're know, you making your way to Indy. Love to have you as my uh, co-host here on the podcast.
0: Adam, you've been awesome, and, and uh, I wish the best for your podcast. I love listening to it, and I love seeing uh, how much Purdue supports it. That's the cool yeah. thing I think about yeah. this podcast is that the university really has – uh, embraced you and embrace what you're doing and the folks at Fox 59 and CBS 4. it's, it's pretty darn cool uh, to see someone like you investing in your university, investing in your alma mater and continuing to do that uh, while you're in your professional career. So bravo to you. I know you started small, but gosh, it seems like it's growing bigger and bigger yeah.
1: with each episode. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. It started with a, just an ideas. Uh, my former uh, news director, Matt Wagner, uh, was super supportive of it. So I appreciate that. Yeah. The people like Tim Doty and Matt Oates, Tom shot, um, and several of those other guys up there in the communications office have been hugely supportive and promoting it on the Purdue Twitter and everything. So yeah, I can't say enough, uh, how grateful I am for their support. That is awesome. Thank you for, uh, yeah. And Hey, you don't have any shortage of people to talk to. There's Purdue people everywhere. So, Hey, if I had more time I could produce two or three or four of these a week, but uh, <laughs> and I would I would love that. But uh, I love trying to put these out weekly and just yeah, like I said, featuring, you know, like I said, this you know, this year, I'm hoping to feature more people, but still, you know, including those programs and and sports and events going up on campus, I want to continue yeah. to, to feature those and, and and promote Purdue as much as I can.
0: That's the best thing about Purdue is it's people cannot be Purdue people. No matter where you go, there's always Purdue people and they always have a story and you always have something in common.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. You ran into someone on your honeymoon. So I, I saw those pictures yeah. <laughs> in,
0: in Antigua and they're from, and they're from Indiana too. I met two couples from Indiana, both Purdue people. You know, That's I... awesome.
1: Love it. Cool. Hey, Trevor, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining the full steam ahead podcast.
0: You're welcome, Adam. Thank you. Good luck to you guys in the podcast. Thank you. Boiler up.
1: A reminder you can follow the Full Steam Ahead podcast on Twitter at Full Steam Pod. And you can always listen to, like, comment, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and tune in. Thanks again for listening to the Full Steam Ahead podcast. Until next time, I'm Adam Bartels.